Welcome to the Sisterhood of Limitless Living, the multicultural women's podcast about mindful and proactive living. I'm your host, Dr. April Moreno. We've been doing this podcast since 2019, and this is season three. Join us as we discuss connecting to your ideal self, designing your ideal life, and living out your goals for limitless living. Welcome to this new episode of the Sisterhood of Limitless Living. Hope you're enjoying our series. And today we're talking about Essentialism by Greg McEwen. We actually talked about his newer book previously, not too long ago. There's another book that we referred to, and which was wonderful. But one of my favorite books with me right now, Essentialism. The newer one I do think I like a lot more, but they're both good. They all have different benefits to them, different aspects of Uh, really great wisdom to share. So in this episode, I'm talking about what it means to be an essentialist. And that's something that I struggle with a lot. Um, I just tend to be one of the more cluttered people. Um, I have just stuff that's all over the place. Like we really struggle with paper. You know, I've read Marie Kondo's book and actually need to review it again and go through it in great detail. And uh, may share that again in the sisterhood with you along the journey. In this episode, we're talking about what it means to live in essentialist life. And it's basically what they call the disciplined pursuit of less. And there are some very wonderful reasons and effective reasons for why we should strive toward essentialism. And I'll be discussing some of the great features of essentialism and the principles of it, um, according to the book. So one of the things that I think is really great is that um, the first thing that I'm noticing here is that this comparison between what a non-essentialist thinks and an essentialist thinks. A non-essentialist thinks that almost everything is essential. So that kind of speaks to a lot of my clutter and a lot of paperwork that I have difficulty with uh, clearing out of the house. You know, a lot of the bills and receipts and statements and things, there are some that do need to be kept for record keeping, but there are some that I will never use again. And distinguishing between the two is sometimes it takes time and it sometimes hurts mentally, to be honest. And so we struggle with that and wanting to put that over there and deal with it later. And it piles up, but it's not that everything is essential, but it's also the difficulty of identifying what isn't essential and going through the stuff, right? So an essentialist thinks that almost everything is non-essential. And so that's a great comparison. And you know, one of the great premises of uh, Marie Kondo's book as well is just really that whole like beginning uh, uh, practice action of just clearing things away, just really learning to clear things, get rid of things. I think that was just really one of the major parts of that book on you know simplifying things. So here's another comparison that I think is wonderful. So a non-essentialist, this is kind of human nature, I think. We notice this is kind of an instinct that we tend to grow up doing. It's like the non-essentialist pays attention to the loudest voice, hears everything being said, and is overwhelmed by all the information. While an essentialist pays attention just to the signal in the noise, here's what is not being said and scans to find the essence of the information. 
So I love this. And I think um, a lot of what I learned anthropology days kind of leads to this um, learning, this training of listening to the signal in the noise, hearing what is not being said, and just looking for the essence of information. I'll be honest with you, when I read books, I tend to read them rather quickly. And it's just something I've just always grown up doing uh, since I was a kid. I don't absorb every word of a book. I tend to just uh, read through each sentence and gather the essence of the information. And um, I can just kind of get through um, novels and books, just um, not that it's a race at all, but um, I'm done with the book in, in you know relatively short amount of time, just getting, I got what I wanted out of it. I got the message. And um, so I can say that some of us, all of us probably have some of these essentialist qualities in us already, these skills. So those are some of my favorite, just keeping an eye on what is not being said is so important, right? Especially in a mindfulness perspective and integrative uh, way of thinking, it's really important for us to not be afraid of silence. It's not a space necessarily that we should be feeling awkward about. Just noticing the things are, that are happening around us that are not explicitly being said has value, has great importance. Another thing here, and um, this is on the topic of play, and um, this is something I'll be talking about in the next episode as well as we discuss the concept of wonder and gratitude in a limitless perspective. And these are so important. Um, the idea of play being essential in and of itself. That's something that the author talks about in this book, Essentialism. It is... Um, crucial. I mean, play is something that lightens up our mood, takes us away from thinking about our stress and our problems. It's actually a creative way to solve problems, right? And it's also a very, puts you in a very positive way of thinking and a constructive and creative space. So play is considered something that's really important. And as we'll talk about in the next episode about wonder, um, one of the major questions that can be asked during a time of great crisis and difficulty and challenge is, if you were a little kid, how would you respond to this problem? What would you do? So um, it's just a way to creatively find a new perspective to a challenge. Another part of the book here in Essentialism talks about the importance of sleep. And I love this comparison here, where a non-essentialist thinks that one hour of sleep equals one more hour of productivity. So if I can sleep one more hour and sleep more, I'll be more productive uh, during my work time. And non-essentialist also tends to think that sleep is for failures. Sleep is lazy. It's a luxury. And it gets in the way of us being able to get everything done. And I can see that um, a lot in our work culture, hustle culture, as something that we hear a lot even in marketing, right? A lot of the conversation and the phrases that we hear, I'll sleep when I'm dead, you know, and like sleep is uh, lazy and sleep is not productive, right? Sleep does not serve capitalism and so on. But an essentialist knows that one more hour of sleep equals several more hours of much higher productivity. So, you know, for the not necessarily more time that you're working, but in the time that you're working, you are more productive because of sleep. 
It's a very different way of thinking about the benefits of rest. Sleep is for high performers. Sleep is a priority. Sleep breeds creativity and it enables the highest levels of mental contribution. So an essentialist basically knows that when you are sleeping well, you're able to maximize and be at your best during the time, even you know, as few hours as it needs to be of work that you're doing, it is quality work and you are fully present and at your best capacity because of that sleep you're doing and not because of more hours as a non-essentialist would think. And then finally, for this episode, kind of want to talk about opportunities. And this is a really important one as well, like the things that we want to do with our lives. And you know, this speaks a lot to the last episode about forest bathing and burnout and you know, where I put those two concepts together. And um, you know, I'm still recovering from burnout, to be honest. And my question now is, you know, how long does recovery last and how can I maintain it? So those are things I don't have the answers to yet. And I will check in with you in the coming episodes about the way burnout and healing from burnout looks. And this is not the first time that any of us have gone through this experience, but it is a long-term pandemic, two plus years pandemic burnout um, in terms of us returning, everyone trying to return to normal. And so it is new in that sense. Anyway, so here we're talking about the things that are out there, all the different options. You know, sometimes I think about life as this buffet and I want to try all the different things that look really good and then decide for myself if I really like it or not. So I'm, I'm one of those people. If I go to a buffet, I pick up a lot of different things and then I will probably eat only like a fraction of it because I have to decide which things tasted good. And um, I'm kind of like that. But let's see what the essentialist perspective would be. Uh, first of all, a non-essentialist says yes to almost every request or opportunity. Yes, if you are a type A personality like myself, if you are also living with autoimmune conditions, there is a possibility that you are have said yes to a lot of things and wanting to do a lot of things and be your best and be this perfectionist. Another thing that a non-essentialist does is uses broad, implicit criteria, like if someone else is doing it right, if someone else can do it, then I should be doing that too. So those are ways that are heavy on us, that kind of contribute to burnout, contribute to stress and exhaustion. When we say yes to everything and we compare the fact that someone can do something and um, assume that we must be able to do it too, regardless of what those other factors and other things going on tend to be. So an essentialist will only say yes to the top 10% of opportunities. And the essentialist uses narrow, explicit criteria like, is this exactly what I'm looking for? So these are deep. There's so much to be said about these two concepts here in terms of what we're doing and what we choose to do with the activities in our lives. So saying yes to only the top 10% of opportunities. I will speak about that right now in terms of work and jobs. I'm a consultant and I love it. And I'll talk more about limitless work opportunities in another episode. There's so many ways that we can work now in these times, but something that 
has contributed to the burnout is looking at a lot of different jobs and feeling like I have to apply to all of them. Or for my nonprofit, feeling like I have to apply to every nonprofit funding grant opportunity. And there are definitely some things that we don't look at when we're doing that. And for example, the top 10, are these among the top 10 of the best opportunities that are suitable for us? Just because I need a job and these are the jobs available, um, sometimes we have to decide which of these are the best fit for the essentialist way of thinking for productivity and not burning out. So looking through and deciding, does it fit the criteria of what I want to do? Does it fit? Does it meet any of the circumstances that will actually not work against me later on and require more than what they're, what they're actually offering? Sometimes jobs are much more than they say they are. So there's a lot there to that. Saying yes to only the top 10 of opportunities. And, you know, however you define that, it could be just meeting those criteria, maybe having a checklist, right? Like on the house hunting show, right? They have this checklist of the different features of a house they're looking for. What are the different features of a job you're looking for? And seeing whether it, you know, meets all of the criteria, a lot of the criteria, or none of the criteria, and selecting the top 10 and choosing to pursue those opportunities. And then the other one, I love the difference here between what the non-essentialists said, where like someone else is doing it, then I should do it too. But here we're asking ourselves, is this exactly what I'm looking for? I guess when we think about work, sometimes we do have to survive. So sometimes we take that one lifeboat, life vest job um, when we need to. But in terms of moving forward and essentially choosing things that will benefit us, ask yourself, is this exactly what I'm looking for? Will this be the right fit? If for some reason you think it's not, and I'll just take it for now, we run the risk of really settling for less. And I've done it so many times in the past, uh, settling for a work situation that I'm completely not happy with, settling for a paycheck that I really feel was not even worth the time it took to work for it. So these are the different concepts of essentialism. And there are many more in here talking about the sense of mindfulness, I guess I will just end with this one here. A non-essentialist is spinning out about the past and the future or the future, past or future. So they're dwelling on the past. They're dwelling on the future. That's what a non-essentialist tends to do. They think about what was important yesterday or tomorrow. So they're focusing again on the past and the future. They're worrying, they're stressing out about things that happened or might happen and are not happening versus an essentialist who is mindful, focused in on the present, tuning in to what is important at the very moment and enjoys the current moment. I love that. And that's where I want to end this episode. That's the perfect tone of what the Sisterhood of Limitless Living is about. It's about mindfulness, awareness, and making the most of every moment that we are living and experiencing our lives, our limitless living here on earth. So I hope you enjoyed this episode talking about what is essential in our lives and those different features. According to the book by Greg McEwen, M-C-K-E-O-W-N, last name, on essentialism. And so I hope you enjoyed the episode. Thanks for joining us. 
hope you enjoyed this episode of the Sisterhood of Limitless Living podcast. To access more information about us, visit sl3podcast.com. And we also do have a Patreon if you wish to support us for as little as $10 a month. You'll have access to our mindfulness exercises, our newsletter, and other information about upcoming events. Visit patreon.com slash sisterhood limitless living. Take care.